Welcome to our second podcast here at iAnimate. Um, we'd like to welcome all of our loyal listeners. Um, I can say loyal right now because this is only our second podcast, so I'm assuming you've stuck with us thus far. We'll see how we go after this one here. Um, I'd like to welcome uh, Rick here with us. He's here once again. Hey guys, how you guys doing? And we do, we have a special guest today. As I mentioned, our second podcast, but we have been really fortunate here to get Doug Bennett in the our uh, quote-unquote studios to talk about Wreck-It Ralph, or at least this last weekend. So we'd like to welcome Doug Bennett here to the show. How's it going? Very good. How are you guys? Very well, thanks. Rick, awesome. nice to meet you. Likewise, nice to meet you. Thank you for for you know doing this, coming on yeah. board. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Doug, and this is only our second uh, podcast, okay? <laughs> so you have to bear with us. Um, well, my first, so you got to bear with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Well, uh, I'm a uh, uh, an animator at uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios in Burbank, California. Uh, I've been there for about 17 years now, I think. Something like that. I it's a long time. <laughs> uh, that just but, means you're really um, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I went to Sheridan College in uh, 1980. <laughs> uh, let's just say the mid-80s. Um, and, uh, and then from there, I went to, uh, to Ireland. I worked at um, Don Bluth Studios. Um, I worked on uh, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven and a couple other of his uh, movies, and then I uh, traveled back and forth between uh, Toronto, where I'm from, uh, and and Ireland. Worked in various movies and commercials and TV shows and stuff, and before I landed at Disney in in '95, and I've been at Disney ever since. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very awesome. Now, were you um, with Jason at the time over in Ireland at all? Yep. Uh, yeah, I met him in. Uh, oh God. 93, I think. Okay. We were working on a, um, it was a, a friend of ours uh, studio, Paul Bolger. He had a studio over there in Dublin, and uh, uh, we were working on um, a, a German feature film. Oh, the Cats uh, one, right? The Cats one, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was all in, in German, and we had to animate uh, dialogue in German. Um, so we had we had translations of the, of the, uh, of the dialogue, and we had to... Uh, just try to work out the the phonetics of of uh, you know the German language. So that was it was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Very cool. Do you remember yeah. the name of that one? Felide. Okay, we'll have to yeah. post that in uh, our notes here for people to be able to check that out. Yeah, a little blast from the past there. Yeah, obscure obscure movie for everybody. Hunt it down. <laughs> so now your background's in two D then, huh? Yeah, originally. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I started off in two D and. Uh, I was uh, uh, drawing until um, I got hired at Disney, and that was uh, one of the reasons, I think, that I got hired at Disney, because they were looking for 2D artists that um, were willing to train uh, on, on computer. Okay. And so um, so I did that, and that my first project was um, Tin Soldier on Fantasia 2000. Okay. And yeah. uh, that was my first ever experience with uh, computer animation. And Jason as well worked yeah. on that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. How was your transition um, working from 2D to, to the computer now? It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a hard time. Um, I, I'm so used to, or at the time, I was so used to um, the very tactile uh, quality of your work being at your fingertips, literally at your fingertips. You know, you're drawing and, and your work is right there. So there's no intermediary. There's no uh, mouse uh, you know, so that that's I had, that was one of the things that I really had a hard time 
getting my head around was that my hand was down on my mouse and my work was up on the screen. So I, I felt uh, sort of a, a disconnect, mm-hmm. which is weird. But, you know, that now it seems weird, but it was really, I think that was one of the things that was hard for me uh, um, getting used to it. And then also, uh, you know, that was back in the in the Stone Age as far as computer animation goes. That was, you know... Uh, 1995. Um, we we're working in uh, pa- a- Alias Power Animator. Okay. Oh wow. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Alias. <laughs> yeah, that was man. It was not the most intuitive software <laughs> in the world. And uh, you know, we'd we'd animate the shots, and then we'd have to, um, you know, if we wanted to uh, to play blast it, I'd have to walk down the hall and get a TD, bring him back to my office. He'd have to. <laughs> write like two paragraphs for the code just so I could look at my work. You know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a tough transition, but um, eventually I, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I worked on that and then I went back to 2D. I worked on Tarzan. Oh, okay. And, uh, after Tarzan, um, Disney said, well, listen, we need help on, on dinosaur. They were working on, on dinosaur mm-hmm. at the time. Um, actually my, Ta-da! My mouse pad. Is oh, dinosaur. Cool. All right. <laughs> but uh, they said, "Yeah, you have computer experience, so we'd like you to go work on dinosaur." And I'm like, oh god, here we go. So, um, but on dinosaur, they were using Softimage. So I don't know if it was um, the the software or the fact that I sort of had a better idea going in of you know what was required and and you know I was sort of more mentally prepared for it, I guess, or artistically mm-hmm. prepared for it. Uh, but either way, uh, I had a good time working on that on that movie, and Jason was on that movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I had a great time working on that, and I never looked back after that. I, I stuck, I stuck with with uh, with CG. Now, what made you um, want to jump to the CG in the first place? Was it just the fact that hey, I get to animate, or was it the fact that am I get to animate over at Disney, or how did that come about? Well, it was it was definitely going to work at Disney was one of the big draws, you know. Okay. You know, even back then it was well. Certainly, you know, in '95 they mm-hmm. were coming off of their their peak of you know those really successful films. So, um, you know, the business was booming back then. Um, uh, so you know, it was really a draw to go and, and work at Disney. And also, um, you know, as much as I ended up complaining about CG, I really wanted. I was looking for the challenge. You know, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, to to learn something new and to work on something of quality and, and interesting, you know, so, um, that's really what, what drew me to it. You know, the, the, the talent at Disney is really inspiring. So, you know, just a chance to work with people that are, are way, way better than you, you know, it's, it's super inspiring. I mean, it's humbling, you know, and <laughs> sometimes, but, uh, but it's, it's inspiring as well, you know, so very cool. Yeah. And, and, do you miss animating in 2D? I mean, you know, I I kind of do sometimes, but uh, I, I honestly I don't think I would want to go back to it. Um, I've had a couple opportunities over the years to do a little bit of 2D. Um, at the end of um, Bolt, um, we did uh, animated end credits, and they mm. were animated. And we did those old school on paper, and then they were scanned in and colored in Photoshop. Ah. Real guerrilla kind of uh, operation. And uh, so, yeah, that was, I had an opportunity to, to animate by hand. On Very that. cool. Uh, 
So, but I found myself thinking, you know, I this is cool doing this, but I'm glad it's going to be over in three weeks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but do you still use your 2D techniques? Like, do you thumbnail uh, thumbnail a lot in 2D or? I don't really thumbnail a whole lot, but um, I do. I mean, I I do use my drawing skills. I you know I have a Cintiq at home here, and and uh, I draw. Uh, you know, we were uh, producing a, a comic book, um, like a collaborative uh, um, anthology comic book, with some of the animators at work. So I did mm-hmm. a for that. So that was fun doing that, um, and uh, and I do. Uh, you know, I, I use my my graphic sense, I think, in my work all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, my my drawing does help me when you know when I'm creating poses and and uh, when I'm looking for uh, for silhouette and and that kind of thing. You know, um, you know, animation is certainly it's certainly an artistic pursuit. You know, so I think you know drawing skill it does help. I think I think Absolutely, it really. Yeah. You well, know, there's lots of great great animators that can't draw at all mm-hmm. you know i know a couple and uh, <laughs> they're awesome animators and they they cannot draw worth a worth spit so <laughs> <laughs> well one of the things i love about jason's approach having watched him over the years is he treats even in the cg world it as a very much of a 2d like he basically you know he'll keyframe all while he's blocking things out and even some of the breakdowns and treating each key as if it were a pose that he had drawn in 2D. Right. Do you take that kind of same approach there as well? Definitely. Yeah, okay. definitely. That's definitely the way I work. Uh, you know, I, th- I mean, animation is is made up of, you know, a bunch of still images, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. And uh, those images, you know, the stronger those images are in terms of just like graphic quality, uh, in terms of, you know, a dynamic pose, the stronger the, the movement is going to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, th- I think it's really, really important to uh, to have really strong keys and, and really spend your time on your keys. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the movement and the in-betweens have to make sense as well and that, you know, it all has to tie together nicely. But, uh, you know, it's if you have uh, really strong poses, um, then, you know, you can't you can't go wrong. You know, your animation is going to be you're going to be 80% there. Really. Gotcha. You know? it, it made a lot of sense to me watching that type of um, philosophy, treating them as they were almost drawings. And that made a lot of sense to me uh, working in uh, the computer. Right. Yeah. J- Jason is a, is an anomaly. Jason is, uh, <laughs> Jason's, Jason's one of these guys that he just, I think he just sort of already sees it in the, in his head and he just sort of, you know, it's already there, and he's just sort of like trying to get it out fast enough so he doesn't lose it. You know, you know, I got a, I got a vague idea of it. You know, and then I put a version of it down, uh-huh. what I think I see in my head, and it's like, no, that's not. I gotta fix this. So I think that's, you know, most of us work that way. You know, we put a version down that we think is going to be good, and then we continue to to make it better. And I think. Uh, you know, there's there's a few people definitely in the industry that uh, it, it's just you know they see a finished product in their head and then just sort of <laughs> lay it down. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that Jason's known for on our uh, live weekly demos is when he does a play, bas- play blast and he's thinking that this thing's probably gonna you know look 
very poor, but it'll give him something to kind of work with. And he's like, oh, wait, actually, it looks pretty good. And he, <laughs> and he actually acts surprised, like, you know, <laughs> everybody's kind of like, yeah, okay, we've seen this every week now. You can stop acting surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Rick. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, I really want to know, uh, really want to talk about your experience uh, and, you know, Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, I don't want to be talking about too much about the story, but I am super. I just saw recently saw the movie. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. And uh, I'm. I guess I'm just jumping the gun here because I just want to talk about it, <laughs> like right now. You know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Larry, if you don't mind, if we just jump into it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so what was uh, so what was it like? You know, um, so you were animation supervisor, if if I'm correct. Uh- yeah, I was one of the one of the animation supervisors. Uh, Renato Dos Anjos was uh, Dos Anjos was uh, the uh, he was the the animation supervisor. So he was kind of like the the head of the department sort of thing. And then there were uh, five supervising animators, and I was one of them. And we we kind of broke it up by by sequence. So uh, you know, I was in charge of a few uh, sequences, and um, although you know we split the work fairly, like you know. Uh, there was sort of one guy nominally in charge of a sequence, but really we all had a voice in everybody's sequences, so we all sort of shared the work. Uh, but um, but yeah, that was sort of the idea: is that each of us would concentrate on a certain number of sequences, and you know we we can um, uh, be involved with the upstream and downstream departments as it relates to our sequence and the the uh, asset production. Um, certainly the animation, obviously, you know, you're jumping around from animator to animator, trying to keep the, uh, the continuity right and, uh, trying to, um, keep the animation consistent, the performance consistent. Um, so that kind of thing. So that was sort of my, my job on the movie. Um, so I didn't really get to animate a whole lot. I did maybe, I don't know, maybe half a dozen scenes I did on the, on the movie. Um, not as much as I would like to certainly, but, uh, you know, it really is, it, it kept us pretty busy. Just, you know, we had a crew of, uh, I think there was over 60 animators on the movie. So we had a pretty big crew. And so it kept us hopping, just like, you know, keeping that crew fed and and dealing with, the, you know, with layout and asset production. And like I said, and all the way down to lighting, you know, we're, we're dealing with all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, really, I mean, it's, it was up to us really as floor supervisors to, um to make sure that that the director's vision, uh, Rich, that his vision is 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 coming out in the in the movie. Um, so that was kind of our main our main goal. And um, and Rich uh, Rich Moore, the director, he was awesome. He was just so great. I mean, he he came to the uh, to the to the studio, um, and he was sort of given this this pro this project. Or I, I think he had a. a they they hired him at the studio and they they um, sort of gave him a, a range of of projects to to consider and this is the one that he that he landed on is um, it was originally called Joe Jump it was a uh, it was pitched years ago uh, at the studio a, a video game movie um, and it was originally called Joe Jump and it never kind of there's a lot of projects at Disney that kind of you know they go into development but they never really make it to where they they get fully greenlit. And that was one of them. And it kind of languished for a while until Rich picked it up and he had a really mm-hmm. new, fresh take on it. Um, and uh, he 
originally, I guess that you know that the original story was uh, it was going to be about Fix a Felix because Fix a Felix is the name of the game, and uh, he's sort of you know the good guy in the game. And they they quickly realized when they were trying to create a story that it's much more interesting to have the story about the bad guy, and you know he's trying to be. Wants to be a good guy. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. We should have warned you guys before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully, we we'll give away too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it's a much more interesting arc, you know. And when you see the movie, Absolutely. you know, Felix is, and and we've we certainly played him that way. He's a very vanilla, one note kind of guy. He doesn't change. He's a good guy all the way through. And Ralph does change, and that's a much more interesting. Arc, I think, for uh, to to follow uh, to follow Ralph. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, I thought the um, the emotion in the movie definitely happened to be revolving around him. It definitely played up very well between yeah. the dynamics with him and what he was trying to accomplish in the movie, as well as Vanellope in the movie as well. Her her story it made it for a very compelling and emotional movie, much more than I was expecting. Yeah, I yeah. remember the, the original pitch was um, that, you know, uh, the, the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope was going to be kind of like uh, Walter Matthau and, um, uh, oh, what's her Lemon. name? Lemon. Oh. No, no, in uh, Bad News Bears. Uh, I'm blanking on, on her name. The little girl. Anyways, but like a crusty old man and, and smart-ass little girl kind of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the relationship they were going for. So, um and and you know I think it it ended up being kind of like that you know certainly I I think it was a you know it's it was a pretty strong relationship between the two of them right. and the, through the through the downs and the and the ups of the of the relationship and I think it, you know it's it's a pretty strong swing you mm-hmm. know the the low the low moments and the and the and the high moments kind of thing so right you know. and I I got to say when I saw um, this is obviously years back but when I saw the trailer for The Incredibles. Um, I knew right away I was going to love it. You had the combination of Pixar and superheroes. Well, very much the same thing happened with this one here. When you're looking at, okay, Disney and video games, I'm going, okay, how can you go wrong there? You know, having grown up playing video games with my brothers, you know, for the (laughs) most of my life there, I was looking, I knew that was going to be a great combination there. How did you enjoy that as an animator? It was, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I'm not. I'm not a gamer. I'm really not a gamer. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I had my experiences with like, you know, Pac-Man back in the '80s and and that kind of thing. Uh, but um, I'm I'm just not really a huge gaming guy. And that was one thing that I was worried about on this movie. It's like, oh, am I going to be kind of totally lost on this movie? I don't know <laughs> games, but um, you know, I think that's one thing that I uh, like about the movie is that you know it's got all these great game references and some of which I, I don't even know, you know, like I don't, I don't even get them myself. <laughs> you know? Being, yeah. Myself being a gamer, when I watched it, I thought you guys really did a fantastic job in getting the personalities of each character. And honestly, there was some, like some great, great moments. And I really felt that you guys really nailed it. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, there, there were there were a lot of people that worked on the movie that were hardcore gamers, right? <laughs> so there were like I think there were definitely some some good references in there, um, kind of like the uh, you know when he's when he's uh, Ralph is, is rummaging through the the box, and yeah, the, yeah, 
and uh, you know he pulls out the mushroom and I got that one and then then uh, exclamation. I should tell you guys actually a um, little behind the scenes story. There was a, a when he does finally pull out the the exclamation point. Uh-huh. That was uh, you know they were trying to fi- figure out what would be great for that. He pulls something out and he throws it away, and we want people to get it right away. So they were going to come up with the uh, the Triforce. He pulls oh. up. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> what is that? He throws it over, right? That Which would have been, been pretty good, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, but the, uh, we weren't, they didn't give us the rights to use that. They didn't want that. <laughs> so then um, we uh, we figured, oh, what about Angry Birds? You know, he pulls he pulls out an Angry Bird. <laughs> and he, what is that? And he throws it and it explodes. And uh, <laughs> Angry Birds said yes. Okay, that's that's great. And even though, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a console game, it's uh-huh. not a, uh, you know, it's not an arcade game, but it's a game, right? right. And it kind of yeah. makes sense that he wouldn't know what it is, right? Because it's not an arcade. So, but the audience would certainly get it just based on recognition. And it was, it was, it was playing really well. And then uh, Angry Birds people saw it in context, and they said, "We don't want one of our Angry Birds in a box with underwear." Was saying geese that's good. Very nice. Yeah. Well, but, uh, one of the things I really loved about the movie was the different styles of animation. Um, I mean, from even the 8-bit versions that they, you guys would have, both in a 2D style, but then also that same 8-bit style in the CG. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then even, uh, and again, I don't want to give away too much here, but even King Candy's animation felt different than some of the other characters like uh, yeah, Vanellope or, or, or Ralph. Yeah. It, his felt way more snappier, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us, you know, what your thoughts were on some of that kind of dis- choices there? And particularly, like I said, the 8-bit in the CG realm. That was very fascinating. Yeah. Well, um, we... Excuse me. We we set out to um, define the worlds in 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 a bunch of different ways. I mean, we had four main uh, worlds, right? We had the um, the, the old Fix a Felix game, the eight bit uh, game. We had um, uh, Hero's Duty, which is that first person shooter. Uh-huh. Uh, we had um, Sugar Rush, and then we had. Uh, the, the real world in the in the world of the arcade right when you come outside of the arcade so we we kind of wanted them all to be differentiated obviously it was going to be differentiated in, in look and visual language but also we wanted the animation to to be different so um, so we we we're trying to make as far as the the eight bit stuff in in fix a Felix mm-hmm. all those characters we wanted to make them a little more staccato and and you know sort of like a little more eight bit kind of thing uh-huh. so and we thought we were doing that and we were we had animated maybe half of the that party sequence uh-huh. uh, and then uh, Lassiter saw it and he goes what are you guys doing you got to go all the way and make it really so that was a John Lassiter call and I think it was a really good call yeah. And so we said, okay, and and you know, it's sort of against our our instincts as Absolutely. animators, yeah. right? Yeah. In between things, and to just like blatantly leave out like uh, you know anticipations and and settles and stuff like that, we right. just take it out, take it out. <laughs> so, uh, 
so that's what we did and you know like we got these characters just like and I, I did a, a demo for my for my students actually using uh, one of those shots that I that I did in the movie it's the shot where um, uh, Gene jumps up on the table and he smacks uh, uh, Ralph's little figure off the off the top of the cake um, and uh, and I man I, I animated that thing a few times that was one of the one of the early shots that we animated and we had, you know, we showed that one to Lassiter and, you know, that was one of the ones it's like, no, you guys got to go all the way with those characters. So that's what we did. We ended up what you see in the movie, like just really super staccato, uh-huh. just like, poof, poppy kind of thing. And, um, you know, the, the rules of that world were that the characters, they only move on like 90 degree grids. Uh-huh. There's a lot of twinning, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing, right? the things you're not supposed to do as uh-huh. anime, yeah, that's yeah. What you're doing uh, <laughs> and it was really fun it was really liberating really to do that it was it was a lot of fun and once we got the style it actually started to go pretty quick but there is like eventually when people get the DVD and, and can frame through in the yeah. shot pretty fun to watch that stuff because there's a lot of different things going on in, in that animation right well that's kind of what I was, was I've been having to watch this. I'm looking, and as an animator, you're trying to figure out, okay, what are they doing? You know, because you know that there's that, like you said, a lot of that anticipation and overlap overlaps taken out, but it wasn't just hitting a wall either. Right. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're trying to use different um, different elements and different masses to create the idea of overlap. And the idea of follow through and anticipation kind of thing. So, you know, when, um, you know, if a character, uh, well, uh, I'll use my, my shot as an example. Um, when Gene stretches up to uh, put his hand up to, to smack the thing off the cake, his body stretches up over one frame and stops, but then the head keeps going ah. frame, right? And, you know, the same thing with the, with the arms, like the body stops, but then the arm will keep going one frame it's like it doesn't slow in it just like it just it's just sort of like it just a stops sort of thing right uh-huh. um and uh yeah and like anticipations it goes it goes straight into bang and anticipation it'll hold that antici- anticipation for two frames but then the head will will uh follow for for gotcha. frame right and then pop back out of it so it's kind of like these one or two frame uh uh, sort of um, nods to 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 real animation. Kind gotcha. Of thing. Okay. Very yeah. cool. So yeah, but there's and it's funny because different animators did different had different solutions to that. So I mean, it all kind of looks consistent, but mm-hmm. you know, if you frame through, you know, you'll see differences shot to shot on what what animators are doing. It was it's really interesting actually to see the way some people approached it you know hmm. it's, uh, it's 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 it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um so that was that world and, and uh uh we figured you know i don't know if you noticed that ralph in that world is fully animated yeah ralph yeah never, he never goes 8-bit and the thought was that ralph is so fed up and so done and so jaded that he doesn't even follow the rules of his own game anymore. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, and all the Nicelanders are like, tick, 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 tick. you know, they're, they're totally into their game, you know. And Ralph's like, whatever. <laughs> you know? Off duty. 
Yeah, and and then Felix is somewhere in the middle. He's in between, kind of yeah. He's sort of the he's the king of that game, so he kind of doesn't have to really follow. Even though he is a little more staccato, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not as staccato as the nice landers. Because I mean, you know, we talked about it, and when we figured, you know, that the, the uh, Felix had more elaborate programming than the nice landers did. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, it's a, you know, a more he's the star character. That's so, right. Yeah, or you know, uh, finely programmed. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then. Um, uh, yeah, and then Hero's Duty was, you know, like hyper realistic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of tangled type animation, fully animated, you know, as as realistic as we could as we could get, uh, and still, you know, try to be entertaining as well about it. But um, you know, we were trying to go fairly fairly realistic with that, so that presented its own challenges. Yeah, um, and then Sugar Rush, we were thinking uh, early on, we were talking about like. Um, uh, you know, like early Disney, Peter Pan, uh, ah. Disney kind of thing, you know, uh-huh. uh, you know, like Song of the South, like fully, you know, lots of squash and stretch and follow through and, and you know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so that was kind of the thing there. And um, King Candy was, you know, he's the king of that world. Uh, so he's the most like that. Like, okay. he's, yeah, he floats up in the air, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, when he goes, hoo-hoo-hoo, pedals <laughs> kind of floats up in the air. Uh, that was an awesome scene. Uh, and I got to ask you, was it intentional or not intentional that he seemed like a past Disney character? Uh, I think that, well... I don't want to spoil alert, so I'm just I'm kind of curious. There yeah. was, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, well, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Here, hang on. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. oh yeah. Well, definitely. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, Edwin, right? Like it was a, it was uh, Alan Tudyk's take on Edwin. Okay. It was the, was the Mad Hatter, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's what I just. That's what I thought when I. Um, then my wife had mentioned the same thing, and uh, which was cool though, because here you're looking at this CG character, and it's feeling very much the same type of animation as that 2D as from the Mad Hatter, very snappy and very uh, cartoony. Yeah, he was very very cartoony, and he was a lot of fun to do. And and um, uh, when we were building the character, we had uh, Eric Goldberg. Do a bunch of drawings and a bunch of character notes, and and uh, you know he 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 had a uh, uh, a lot of influence on on you know sort of how that character was built, and uh, he did some early um, hand drawn tests as uh-huh. sort of as visual development uh, for that for that character. So that's great. Took a lot of cues from that, and and from Eric's drawings, a lot of the the face shapes and stuff, and and a lot of the animated shots, the CG animated shots are so cheated for camera uh on that character you know like okay really bent a lot of arms and and um you know we sort of push things around <laughs> like good from camera view where you know if you look at it from another view it would look totally totally broken so gotcha doing that kind of stuff very cool you got anything else rick any other questions i got some other ones so 
Um, no, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this more. I should be participating, but I'm enjoying this more than you should. <laughs> um, one of the things... I had a chance to go to the uh, Disney Inspire Day. Um, I forget when that was. Earlier this year, I think. Saw each other there. Yeah, yeah. I was able to, to catch you there. Um, and one of the things I really, really liked about visiting the studio was just how um, jazzed and enthusiastic the studio was about their projects. You know, um, I, and obviously this was on the heels of a big success with Tangled, you know, um, and but you could tell the vibe there was very strong. It was very enthusiastic. People were very excited on what they were, were working on. How much of that played into um, this movie here? Because like you're saying, you've got a nice mix of different types of animation, whether you're saying in uh, Heroes Duty where it, you still kind of have that same ode to the animation in Tangled, but then yet you're doing different kinds of animation, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but that was one thing I really... I appreciated visiting the studio. It was just the enthusiasm there. How did how did, did that affect the movie? Oh, I think I think it definitely did. I mean, uh, I, I I think um, you know coming off of Tangled, like you said, it, you know Tangled was sort of our first modern era success, mm -hmm. and um, you know that really does uh, it really does inject uh, a level of confidence in in the studio as a whole that. Okay, I, we're on the right track. We're doing something right here, and uh, it makes everybody a little less. Uh, I don't know if you, if the scared is the right word, but like you know, you're not second guessing yourself as much. You okay. know, it's like okay, we're not idiots. Okay, we know. <laughs> <laughs> so we did something right. So let's and and I really like how um, uh, you know we didn't. Uh, it, Record Ralph was such a, a, a completely different direction Absolutely. than Tangled, right? And that's one thing that everybody was really excited about was the fact that we're not trying to do the exact same thing over and over and over again. We're kind of stretching ourselves, mm -hmm. and we're uh, we're kind of taking a bit of a chance, going in a different a different direction, and um, and I think you know, I think that that really contributed to it as well. The fact that we're Every film that we're making is is quite a bit different than than the last, mm -hmm. um, and it's just it does feel like uh, a studio on the upswing. Yeah, because you know we kind of you know we hit our bottom and then we're slowly sort of climbing out, and we all felt that every movie that we were making is better than the last, stronger right? and, and stronger. Yeah, it really felt that way. It felt like it was getting better and better and. Um, I think you could see it in the in the films, but I think almost equally importantly, you could feel it in the studio because just in terms of uh, studio culture, uh, in terms of um, uh, the the tools that we're using, uh, you know, you can you can see a marked improvement every uh, every every movie, you know. So gotcha. um, I think that's. Really, what contributes to that that um, that excitement is that you know we can all sort of feel the studio getting better, and we can see the movies getting better, and um, and you know we can see that the audience is responding. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's it's huge. It really is huge, huge, huge for us. Very cool. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun just visiting and feeling that enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. It felt like mm -hmm. man, this would be a great place to work, and I was hoping that that would kind of bleed into 
you know, because you, I know you guys are pulling a lot of hours as well. We, this is a quick shameless plug. Um, <laughs> we, we have uh, quite a few of our students who actually were able to work on that movie uh-huh. and still yep. over there. Yep. Um, and so keeping in touch with them, they mentioned that there was a, you know, times where they were working a lot of hours and just like any other studio. Um, but that's that neat part though, when you, you have that adrenaline from the enthusiasm, uh, from a studio that's really feeling a lot stronger, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we did work a lot of hours. I mean, you know, we were working probably like 70 hours a week for a good four months straight, I'd say. Wow. Maybe even five months. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was a lot of work. And, um, it, it, you know, it's not ideal doing those kinds of hours. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we did it and, and we got the movie done. And um, I think... Uh, you know, as the studio gets on track, uh, you know, the, I think the next film is going to be kind of the same sort of schedule. But we're, you know, we're we can all see it getting it's it's getting a little bit better as far as that goes as well. Very cool. Um, but uh, you know, also when you're when you're doing those kinds of hours on a project that you don't really completely believe in, that sucks. And um, I think we've all been there. But uh, when you're doing those kinds of hours on a project that you know is good, and that makes it does make it a little bit better, you know? right? Right. Because at least you know, okay, when I'm done, I'm going to be proud of this thing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was it was definitely a, a baptism of fire for some of the <laughs> some of those uh, I animate students, you know, Vasco and uh, Joey uh, and Joey. Yeah. Yeah. I know Daniel Klug is over there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those guys are doing great. I mean, they're, they're really doing good. So awesome. Um, yeah. Now, a uh, couple of the questions here. Um, this is your second or third block here at iAnimate. This is my second block. Second block. Yeah. yeah. Um, you give any insight on that? Would you have, you know, I know talking to some of the past instructors, a lot of them had mentioned that it kind of even helped challenge them as they went into uh, work, you know, throughout the week and stuff, because they had now consciously taught on a principle or subject that now that they were going into the work right. thinking about, you know, so can you elaborate, you know, how teaching now has influenced both you and the studio, but now also vice versa, the studio now kind of bleeding into teaching here at iAnimate? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does. Um, it's amazing when you have to, uh, uh, put into words and and formulate thoughts, actual thoughts that you can express about what you do. You know, instead of just doing it, uh, you know, we actually have to think about. Well, okay, I'm doing it, but but why? Why am I doing it? Why do I do it this way? And and try to actually come up with a coherent thought on on. <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it has, I, I think it's, it's definitely made me a more thoughtful animator, you know, uh, teaching because it makes, it does, it just makes you think about what you do. Right. And that's never a bad thing. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really a learning experience in that respect for sure. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, uh, as far as bringing the, the studio to, to I animate it, you know, I think. I think we all do that as instructors. I mean, you know, we we all have our, our our take on it, and and you know, we all sort of come from different studios with uh, different house styles, and 
the different styles of the project that we're working on. Uh-huh. And I think that influences our, our teaching as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and, you know, it, I love, you know, seeing examples of what people have recently worked on and stuff. And right. I know the students love seeing that stuff too. So um, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's cool. I think it's a really, it's a, it's a great program and it's a, it's a great way for um, just for, for students to get uh, first person access to, right. you know, professional animators. I think it's unparalleled. I think it's really cool. Absolutely. We have heard yeah. nothing but great things about you and, and uh, we really do appreciate your time, Doug, tonight. I know you work and teach and uh, we really do appreciate you joining us tonight. Sure, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Rick, you got any closing uh, ones for questions I for Doug? I just want to say that uh, I enjoyed this more than anyone else because I was able to watch this live. <laughs> and, and, and I could ask any questions I want, but Larry, you did a fantastic job. Let me say that. And Doug, honestly, this uh, we've got to have you uh, come back again. I mean, there's so much to talk about. And, absolutely. And I'd love to. Yeah, was, sure. Absolutely. Very yeah, cool. No, this really great. liked the movie. It was it was a lot of fun. Took the whole family. Um, this actually the opening weekend, and the kids loved it. My wife loved it. Uh, my three year old got a little scared at one point. I got to admit that. Uh, <laughs> Good, we did our job. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, couldn't stop talking about it. even the next day talking about some of the the character interaction and like I said, some of even that emotion. You know, yeah. so you guys really did a great job on it, and uh, that's why we're really happy to have you here tonight. Yeah, we're we're hoping that um, you know uh, we were seeing while we were working on the movie, you know, that the trailer went out and there was a couple of trailers that went out and some images and there was like a little bit of buzz about the game and we were, you know, we follow that stuff really closely at the studio. You know, we're always looking at you know just like you know buzz on people's blogs and stuff, and we're always looking at that stuff. And um, a lot of the comments were uh, sort of a lot of the negative comments were. You know, this is just going to be a, a reference fest. It's just going to be, you know, pop references about games, and it's just going to be a, a uh-huh. whole bunch of no, cameo so stuff. Yeah. And, and I think people, I think we we got an audience. Part of the audience went in thinking, okay, I'll go see it just because it's a bunch of cameos about video games. Right. And I'm into that. But I think you know, once you're there, you get it's an actual story. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know the cameos are definitely there, but there's a, definitely a story about uh, in the movie. So um, I, I don't know. I, I I hope that was the case, anyways, for people that went thinking that it was going to be a you know a cameo fest or a reference fest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think there was a nice balance. That there was enough cameos that you felt like, oh hey, you know, and, and pointing that one or hey, did you see that one in the corner there? Yeah. But like I said, the story definitely, particularly at the end, just really pulled it together. Where I was just like, wow, you know. So definitely enjoyed it cool i'm glad go see it a few more times that's right and hey we've got some people who have not seen this yet uh, because it hasn't came out around the rest of the world so that's why we wanted to get this podcast out quickly to uh, kind of plug that so um but we'll check it out now cool cool (laughs) thanks again doug really appreciate it thanks guys all right take care thanks larry